ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners listeners around the world in the countries of Japan, the United Kingdom and Germany, and the states of Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Massachusetts. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit continues to be a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk Talk Radio Network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. My June column in Dallas Yoga Magazine is now available in print and on the web. As Dr. Paula, the life doctor, I'm answering your questions in my Ask Dr. Paula monthly column. Please click on the Ask Dr. Paula email link on this page to send me your questions. I'll answer them on the air or in the magazine. Just go to DallasYogaMagazine.com to read my June column. Guilt Destroys Your Joy, and for all my previous columns. As always, please let me know what you think. I love hearing what's on your heart and mind. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul. As you learn to hear the still, small voice within over the loud voice, of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is It is through this connection that miracles occur, like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Be grateful. People who are grateful are happier. Manifestation is most successful from an attitude of gratitude. Start and or end each day reciting or writing the things that you're grateful for. Include what you usually take for granted like breathing, shelter, food, seeing, hearing, and so on. Gratitude helped me awaken spiritually. As we begin to see the goodness in our own life, it becomes easier to see the goodness in others. We are able to forgive, have more compassion and empathy. We feel less jealousy, anger, and blame. The positives feed upon themselves, and we begin to look for what we have to be grateful for. This leads us to see more and more things that make us feel even more grateful. This results in a diminished focus on what makes us unhappy. The balance begins to tip toward more peace and joy and ease. I did this for myself and I help my clients do it. Gratitude is a gift of love and we can that we can give to ourselves and it is life changing. Gratitude diminishes fear because it is an aspect of love. My next workshop is learning to think and live without fear. Yes, you heard me correctly. Learning to think and live without 
fear. This is true because where there is love, there can be no fear. Some people like to make a distinction between rational and irrational fear. The truth is that when you know deep inside yourself that you are loved, you know that Every experience in your life is in and through love. We are here on this earth to grow in love, wisdom, and knowledge. As we learn to see everything with the eyes of love, we automatically replace fear with love. That's the experience of the fourth dimension, the shift in consciousness that people have been talking about. In third dimension earth, we learn through fear. We are in the process of waking up to a new awareness. The awareness that you are loved and we are all loved. I spend the first three minutes of every morning saying three sentences over and over in my head because they take the power away from fear. This is what I say. Love is the beginning and endless end. You are love as you are loved All is love as all is loved. I'm going to repeat these words because I invite you to also spend the first three minutes of every morning saying them so that you start your day with the feeling of love instead of fear. In fact, say them with me right now. Love is the beginning and endless end. You are love as you are loved. All is love as all is loved. As you begin to know at the deepest levels within yourself that you are loved and all is loved, the fear automatically dissolves. Fear cannot get a foothold if there is nothing but love inside of you. In my experiential workshop, you will take charge of your thoughts, replace fear, stress, and worry with love, joy, and peace, and master techniques to use on your own. You will become part of the shift into the fourth dimension of love. We will be at the Dallas Meditation Center June 17th at 2 o'clock. Looking ahead, my July 22nd workshop will be Past Life Group Regression, and my August 19th one will be the Am Awakening, Embodying the Divine Feminine. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present these workshops or another one in your area like 21 Steps for Healing Your Body, Overcoming Abuse, or the Om Awakening, Embodying the Divine Masculine. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choice for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Dr. Steve Taylor, who will talk with us about spiritual awakening. Last week's show was Sandra Marinella on writing our personal stories to heal, grow, and transform our lives was wonderful. As writing teachers, we both understand the power of story to change our past, which changes our present and future. I began to change my story and wake up when a shaman pointed out that every time I retold that painful story, I was letting that person hurt me all over again. I invite you to try this out. 
Say a story out loud that's stuck in your mind and pay attention to how it makes you feel. If you're like most of us, you use all of the emotion of the original experience, which causes all of the same bodily and emotional reactions. I no longer tell those ain't it awful poor me stories. I have learned to find the lessons, the growth, the wisdom, and be grateful for it. I now see how everything that has happened in my life has led me to be the me I am today. And I like me. So which experience would I remove and still be assured that I would be me? Instead of railing against my fate, I am grateful for it. The abuse I experienced led to my spiritual path, my own healing, and my subsequent ability to help others heal. That's a huge silver lining that gives meaning to my life and allows me to be of service in a way that academic knowledge alone cannot. Having lived through it, I can empathize, have compassion, and also see the pathway out if a client is willing to go on that journey. As I told one client this week, you can get better or worse. We don't ever stay the same. She knows how much she has grown and how much better her life is, and she is willing to continue to grow and rewrite her story. She now sees the strength, courage, and wisdom she has gained and values her herself and the little girl she was who never gave up on life. For some inspiring stories of self-empowerment and healing through writing, please listen to last week's show. I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. As Sandra said to me, I love your show and I'm grateful to be here with you. One listener wrote, what a great show and the stories were wonderful. For more shows on healing from abuse and trauma, please listen to Dr. Bessel van der Kolk on April 9th, 2015. Dr. Chris Courtois on March 26, 2015, and Dr. Marty Loring on January 28, 2016. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Some people listen when relaxing, sharing time with a loved one, exercising, commuting in the middle of the night or when needing hope and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. We are in a time of increasing fear, hatred, and violence. At such times, we all need stories of hope. I have three such stories. Every time a new movie comes out about the Holocaust, I have a struggle within myself as to whether I can muster the will to take myself through that pain yet one more time. When I saw the zookeeper's wife, yes, the pain was there, but what stood out for me even more was the kindness, courage, and strength of the people who chose to put themselves and their families at risk of death in order to help save Jews, people they didn't even know. The zookeeper's wife could have been safe. She, her husband, and the others she gathered around her could have lived through the Holocaust untouched. Instead, they chose to be among those who could not, would not stand by and watch innocent people be slaughtered. They knew that silence and no action was a choice to passively participate in the murder of innocent people. Instead, they chose to act on behalf of humanity, knowing that what affects one of us affects all of us. My second story was in this week's episode of Genius on the National Geographic Channel. On the orders of Edgar Hoover, Albert Einstein was denied entry into the United States unless he signed a paper saying he was not a member of the Communist Party. Although Einstein was not a member, his ult- this ultimatum offended him and he refused to sign. The man who was supposed to enforce this injustice went against the orders and 
and approved Einstein's entry into the U.S. anyway. When Einstein realized that this man would be fired because of him, he signed the offensive paper saying, I will do this because I am counting on you to help other Jews leave Germany. That man went on to assist in the escape of 50,000 Jews from Germany to the United States. Both men were able to see beyond themselves and act for the greater good of humanity. The third story belongs to Kevin Hart, the comedian. Despite the fact that his father was a drug addict, Kevin chose to stay in contact with him and even get him into rehab. His Dad is fine now, and Kevin doesn't care about the past. He said he was one of those kids who was always positive and doesn't understand people who hold grudges. Kevin says it just takes too much time and energy to hold a grudge. Maybe Kevin Hart is one of the people who our guest today says are born spiritually awake. Steve Taylor has a Ph.D. and is also the author of several books on spirituality and psychology, including The Fall and Waking from Sleep. He has also published two books on poetic spiritual reflections, including The Calm Center. Steve is a senior lecturer in psychology at Leeds Beckett University in the United Kingdom. Since 2011, he has appeared annually in Mind, Body, Spirit magazine's list of the world's 100 most spiritually influential living people. His new book is The Leap. The Psychology of Spiritual Awakening with a foreword by Eckhart Tolle. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, use the link on this page to like us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce and I'll help you be part of the solution by posting all of our shows and uplifting messages that help you feel good about being alive. Then click on the link to read about and register for my next experiential workshop, Learning to Think and Live Without Fear, or to schedule one in your area. Calendar of events, go there to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Stephen Taylor, who will talk with us about spiritual awakening. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You 
are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show, please call 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down that you're willing to find a way to become more compassionate. I'm so pleased to welcome Dr. Steve Taylor, who will talk with us about spiritual awakening. Welcome. Hi, Paula. Great to be on the show. Thank you, and thank you for being here from um, the United Kingdom. We appreciate that. No problem. I was wondering if you would uh, talk with us about how you got interested in this area uh, of study, because I think it's unusual for a psychologist. So uh, I think that will help us get to know you better. Yeah, well, for me, it was always something that was inside me from a young age. Uh, when I was uh, 16, maybe 17 years old, I, I began to have powerful spiritual experiences, although I, didn't, I wouldn't call them spiritual at the time. I didn't understand them at the time. But there would be moments when I was uh, walking in the park or walking in the countryside when the whole of the world would suddenly be transfigured and would suddenly have an extra dimension of reality and everything would look incredibly beautiful, incredibly real. And there was a sense that the whole world was pervaded with harmony, and I was a part of the harmony. And I'd be filled with this tremendous sense of uh, elevation, this sense of ecstasy. And I had those experiences quite regularly, but um, at the time, I didn't understand them. So I knew nothing about spirituality or religion. My background was completely secular. So years later, when I became interested in psychology, I wanted to understand these experiences. I wanted to find out how common they are, and uh, I wanted to find out, you know, um, you know, how, how many people had these experiences and what kind of experiences other people had. So you're one of the people who you talk about who was born spiritually awake. I guess so, yeah. I mean, some people um, gradually cultivate spiritual awakening through spiritual practices like meditation or through following uh, paths such as Buddhism or the Kabbalah. And some people undergo awakening very suddenly and very dramatically, often um, in the midst of intense psychological turmoil. But for me, you know, it, it just seemed to be something that was inside me. Um, and for me, the challenge was to understand that part of me and to integrate it and accept it, which took a, took a, a few years. Well, and then to share it with the world so other people could understand, because what's happening to them, I'm sure a lot of other people have had these kinds of experiences and others that confuse them. And I mean, I remember being pushed when I was on a sidewalk and I turned around and there was no one (laughs) physically there, but there had been like a hand on my back. I mean, you know, a lot of us, I think, experience things that are unexplainable and we don't know what to do with it. That's right, yeah. If you, if you don't have a background in spirituality, and uh, maybe, maybe you try to explain these experiences to people and they think, wow, you know, what's happened to her? She's gone a bit crazy. Or, or, or worst of all, um, maybe if, you, if a child has these experiences, he or she may tell their parents about them and the parents may think there's something wrong with her and send her to see a doctor or a psychiatrist. And maybe the psychiatrist will give them medication. Just because um, I think in our culture, in American culture or European culture, we don't really understand spiritual experiences. You know, many people don't really understand them. And they're not completely culturally acceptable. So we tend to suppress them and explain them away as a, as a kind of psychosis or some kind of uh, neurological problem. 
Uh, in fact, I, I would think that a lot of people say that all children are really born spiritually awake and then we get and get shut down because people are scared or they don't believe it or they're afraid we don't won't fit in or whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, that's one of the things I try to do in The Leap. I, there's a chapter called Childhood Wakefulness and I try to explain that children, especially young children, maybe until the age of 10 or 11, young children live in a, a natural state of wakefulness or enlightenment. So young children are, first of all, they're very present. You know, they're entirely present-centered. So the future and the past don't really exist to them. So they give their whole attention to their present tense experience. And also the world to them is an incredibly real and fascinating place. It's, um, it's a place full of wonder and full of magnificence. Well, and I think, too, sometimes they talk to uh, their imaginary friends and and parents get scared and, and maybe they're actually seeing an angel or a positive spirit who they're talking to, but the, they're told it's imaginary, not real, and that closes down their imagination and their connection to the spiritual realm. That's true, yeah. I remember a few, years, a few years ago, I was walking in the countryside, and a young child who was maybe five years old was staring at a cow in the countryside, was staring in wonder. Maybe he'd never seen a cow before, and I could just see in his face how awestruck he was at seeing this strange animal. And he, his face was just filled with excitement and wonder. But his father called him and said, come on, it's just a cow. Come here right now. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that, that sentence, it's just a cow, is a terrible sentence. You know, it, it takes away the, the wonder of, 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 of the world. And I think what, what, what happens is that um, adults, most adults fall into a state of sleep, I call it, a limited, restricted state of awareness. And because it's so normal, uh, we assume that it's reality. It's not reality. It's just a very restricted, mundane form of consciousness. So when a child or maybe a spiritual, spiritually awakened person experiences a different reality, and maybe uh, if a child has contact with other, other beings from other dimensions, or maybe a spiritually awakened person talks about feeling one with reality, people who are asleep, they think it's a kind of, um, a kind of psychosis because, because they think the, the sleep state is the only real state of being. And I think the fear of uh, being able to put cereal on the table and a roof over our heads sometimes takes over where we um, only trust what we can see, touch, feel, smell. And if it's, um, if it's our inner voice, if it's the, our inner knowing, our intuition, we don't trust it because it's not concrete. It's, a, it's imaginary. And so we don't learn to trust ourselves and what we know inside ourselves is truth. That's true, yeah. I think, I think many, um, many European or American Western cultures they have a, you know, the, the basic paradigm, which people believe is reality, is a very materialistic paradigm. It's scientific materialism, which believes that only the physical is real. And so if we have intuitions, even if we have thoughts, you know, they're only projections of physical, um, you know, they're only projections of the brain. They have no reality in themselves. And certainly, you know, if you talk about spiritual energies or or paranormal phenomena such as telepathy or precognition, then they don't make sense in terms of the materialist paradigm. So they tend to be disregarded and, and devalued. Yeah, I'm wondering, too, getting back to what you were saying about putting kids on medication and being labeled as psychotic and so on. We have lots of labels that if somebody doesn't fit into what we think is acceptable or normal. And I'm wondering if some of the children... Um, are being born more sensitive now and more spiritually connected and don't know how to 
protect themselves from so much of the fear and negative energy that's currently generated. And I've wondered if, as a result, some of these children are developing tics um, in order to get rid of some of that energy that they're picking up and don't know how to do it, don't even know what's going on, or even autism where they close down some of their senses because they're overwhelmed and don't know how to make sense of um, what's happening because it's not only in the physical realm, they're connecting too strongly with the spiritual realm and they can't separate out and make sense of their lives. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, in general there's a process of awakening, a process of collective awakening happening all across the planet. I think um, spiritual experiences are becoming more common in adults. I think more and more people are undergoing sudden and dramatic spiritual awakening. I think more and more people are uh, experiencing natural or just naturally awake. And um, but I think in terms of children, um, as you say, I think children are always naturally awake to some degree. So maybe the children you're talking about, they're, maybe they're children who are refusing to let go of their natural wakefulness. They're, you know, as we become adults, usually it means letting go of that natural sensitivity to the world and that natural sense of connection to the world and maybe these children are so awakened that they're they're not willing to let go of their wakefulness they're not willing to let themselves fall asleep so in a sense they're rebelling against the the consensus reality which tells us that um, only material things exist and the main aim of life is to become successful or to gain as many material possessions as possible so maybe it's all it's all part of the, the process of collective awakening uh, interesting. I, I I like that perspective. Talk to us a little bit more about the collective spiritual awakening, because I think that's a concept new to a lot of people, or some people may have heard it but don't really understand it. Hmm. Well, it's um, it's a question of evolution, really. You know, if you think back to uh, the beginnings of life on this planet. On the one hand, evolution is a physical process by which living beings become more complex, you know, more and more cells join together, and living beings become larger with larger brains and more complex interactions between their organs. But evolution also has a a non-physical aspect. It also has a, a, a mental or spiritual aspect to it. So as living beings become more complex physically, they also become more alive and more conscious. They become, they, they become more aware of reality. So with human beings, we're probably, in terms of awareness, the most uh, advanced living beings on the planet. Uh, that's debatable. There are some animals which are maybe just as, um, just as aware as we are, but we're certainly one of the, the most aware uh, living beings on this planet. And spiritual awakening is really a process of becoming more aware it's a process of uh, becoming more aware in a perceptual sense so that the world becomes more real and more vivid and alive to you. It also means being, being more aware in a subjective sense. So you become more aware of your own inner being. You journey into the depths of your inner being and you become aware of this whole massive, expansive, spacious consciousness within you. It also be- means becoming more aware in terms of the connections between other people. We become more connected to other people. We become aware of other people's beings. We become aware of the beings of other creatures and of the whole universe. We become more connected in every sense. So spiritual awakening is a process of becoming more aware in many different ways. So in that sense, it's really a continuation of the, the evolutionary process. And I think there are many signs that over the whole world, you know, human beings are becoming more aware in a spiritual sense and, uh, and therefore evolving into a new state of being. Well, what signs do you see? Because I think most of us see violence, terrorism, of um, negativity, uh, fear of the other, anyone who's not like us, if you don't share the same um, gender or sexual orientation or if you don't share the same religion or skin color, 
uh, oh, there must be something wrong with you. Only people who look and act like me are okay. That's true. But yeah, you have to take the, the long view. And on the one hand, there are signs of awakening in, in the sense that spiritual experiences are becoming more common. There were lots of surveys that show that um, over the last 70 years, spiritual experiences have become much more common. And around 50% of Americans say that they regularly experience a, a sense of spiritual well-being or oneness, uh, compared to around 20% 40 years ago. So that's quite significant. And in my research, um, which I talk about in The Leap, I found that sudden and dramatic awakenings, uh, usually in the midst of turmoil, such as bereavement or a diagnosis of a serious illness, uh, addiction and intense stress or depression, these are becoming more common too. And I do think that more and more naturally awakened people uh, are being born. And also, in the last 20 years, there's been this amazing upsurge in interest in spiritual uh, practices, spiritual traditions, and self-development. That's probably the most significant cultural trend of our, of our time. But on a, sort of, on a global level, you know, at the moment, it does seem that things are quite difficult in the world at the moment. And uh, there's a movement towards nationalism and to right-wing politics. But um, I think if you look back over the last 300 years of human history, there's an overall trend towards increased compassion, increased, um, an increased sense of connection to nature, an increased sense of connection to the human body. Uh, you know, if, if, if I went back to 300 years in history, in England, for example, where I am now, I'd be completely appalled by the, the brutality of life, uh, by the punishment of criminals, by the treatment of women, by the treatment of disabled people and so forth. Life was incredibly cruel and incredibly, incredibly brutal. And, you know, very unfair as well. You know, societies were very hierarchical uh, with a lack of fairness and equality. So over the last 300 years, things have changed a lot. And I think the trends that are taking place now in the world are, react are, are, are a reaction to this growing wakefulness. And I think the old, the old values of patriarchy and dominance and um, nationalism they're trying to assert themselves because they feel threatened by this rising tide of wakefulness. Fascinating. So we're about to go to break, and I'd like to talk more about this, but it's almost like, you know, I think about nature. The rainbow comes out after the storm, um, and the darkest hour is just before the dawn. And so we may be in that period of time that feels bleak, but is just before the communal awakening. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind to move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now on your paper, write down how you can become part of the collective spiritual awakening. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Steve. Taylor, who will talk with us more about spiritual awakening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. 
Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down how you can become part of the collective spiritual awakening. I'm so glad we're here with Dr. Steve Taylor to talk more about spiritual awakening. And I love the word awakening because I think it's um, it doesn't have the same charge that enlightenment does, where that feels unattainable that's true yeah i think um awakening is a natural process there's really nothing esoteric about it it doesn't mean leaving the world behind it doesn't mean living in a state of permanent bliss or permanent freedom it means um it means opening up to a more expansive reality and become a, becoming aware of um your own connection to the world your own connection to other people so I agree, I think enlightenment is a slightly misleading term because uh, it suggests that um, spiritual awakening is a very rarefied, esoteric state. In some ways, enlightenment is a slightly misleading term because it suggests that um, this state is unattainable. It suggests that it's something otherworldly or esoteric. Um, but in my experience and in my research, spiritual awakening is a natural human potential, which is much more common Uh, than most people realize. And it doesn't mean living in a state of permanent bliss or freedom. It doesn't mean living in an otherworldly realm uh, where you realize that everything is an illusion. It means living in a more expansive state, in a more connected state, and maybe in a state of oneness with the whole of nature, but you're still rooted in your body and you're still living in the physical world. So when you say that, it sounds so beautiful, and I'm thinking, I want that. How do we get from where we are, wherever we are, on that um, pre- <laughs> on that line of spiritual awakening? How do we get more awake to experience more of those feelings of connection and oneness and, and joy? Yeah, well... Um- one of the most important things is to, to be aware of the space within your being. I think often our minds are so cluttered with thoughts, uh, they're so cluttered with ambitions or desires, or, or maybe our lives are so busy, our lives are so full of activities and so full of responsibilities that we don't sense the space inside us. So often we need to quieten ourselves down. Often we need to create some space in our life you know, move away from activity for a while, uh, let go of some responsibilities for a while, just to, so that we can reattune to our own spacious beings. And once we do that, then we realize our own connection. We realize that we're just a part of this vast network of being. And once we, we do that, then it can become, we, we can become rooted there and it can become our permanent state. So what I'm thinking is that some people use activity and work. I mean, we even have the term workaholic. So some people use keeping busy as a way from to avoid what you're suggesting. So how, how do we feel safe going inside, getting quiet, being in a place of not doing, not Checking off mm. the to-do list. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, funnily enough, one of the, uh, the major transformations I found is that in spiritual awakening, people begin to relish doing nothing. They develop a, a new ability to just be. So they don't have to engage in unnecessary activity anymore. They shift into a mode of being rather than living in a mode of doing. And I think, I think one of the problems is, is that often on the surface of our minds, there's a lot of discord. You know, I, I sometimes compare the human psyche to the ocean. You know, the, the ocean has discord on the surface, the movement of the waves, the swelling of the waves, the foaming and the roar of the waves. But underneath it, you just need to go one or two meters underneath the surface. And you're suddenly in the midst of deep stillness that stretches for miles down to the bottom of the ocean. And the human being is like that. We, we often have discord on the surface, whereas below the surface, we have these depths of stillness and, and harmony. So people are afraid of stopping doing because they face the discord on the surface of their minds. But if they relax, if they tune down, if they slow down, if they reattune to themselves, then the discord on the surface begins to fade away and they can reconnect with the, the harmony and the stillness below. And I think sometimes as you were talking, I was going back in my mind to your description early on of walking through the forest. And I think sometimes if we have trouble sitting initially, I think over time, yes, one gets comfortable sitting. But I think sometimes walking in nature uh, um, or sitting and looking at the ocean or taking a walk on the beach, uh, being in nature can itself allow us to hear more clearly and see more clearly because all the sounds and distractions of regular life seem to go away when we're connected to nature. Definitely, yeah. Walking in in nature is a very meditative practice. Um, I think in some ways it can be more effective than meditation itself. Now, a lot of people have difficulty with meditation because the they find it difficult to shut down their mind. Sometimes their minds actually become more busy because they're not focusing their attention in any other direction. But walking in nature, yeah, you're right. Nature has such a, a powerful quality of stillness. And, and I think in nature, we sense the oneness of things. You know, we have all these different phenomena, the sky, the trees, all the vegetation, the rocks and stones. And we can sense through their stillness that they are all interconnected. And so... When we walk in the midst of nature, we, our minds begin to slow down, space opens up within us, and we begin to sense our own connection to, the, to this vast um, network of being. So it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be following somebody's, this is how you do it, this is meditation 101 or whatever, that we don't have to go against. And I'm not saying that that's absolutely the best path for some people. I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying that it's not the only Path and people who don't feel comfortable with that, for them to know that there are other options, there are other ways to connect. Yeah, I mean, I think um, running or swimming are great ways of uh, tuning into yourself, especially if you run in the countryside or in a park. The, ne- the combination of nature and the activity of running can be a great meditative practice. But also, everyday life, you know, as you live your everyday life, if you can just bring your attention into the present moment and be aware of what you're touching, you know, as you open doors, as you walk um, through your house, you can be aware of touch and you can be aware of your feet on the ground and you can be aware of every phenomena around you. And that simple giving of your attention to your experience, that's also a powerful meditative practice. Interesting. And I also, my eye just went to the birds at my feeder, that sometimes we also think, well, I can't, I don't have the capability of doing these things. And so I think it's like with exercise, they say, do the exercise that you enjoy. So I think it's finding what spiritual practice, whether it's mindfulness, which I think you were just expressing 
stressing in terms of paying attention to your feet or whatever, that there are lots of ways that we can connect in um, in a broader sense. Even I love people watching, um, you know, <laughs> and I guess some people think it's eavesdropping, but I find people fascinating. And I think yeah. it's also a way of getting out of myself and connecting to the broader world around us. Yeah, service is uh, another practice too. Like being of service to other people, helping other people, contributing to society or just helping your neighbors or friends. Uh, the act of service can also be a, a powerful spiritual practice because it enables you to connect with other people and it enables you to, to transcend your egoic separateness too. So service is also a great spiritual practice. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Steve, for sharing so deeply and beautifully with us. I truly appreciate you and your being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Great. And I encourage everyone to go to Stephen M. Taylor. Dot com for more information. And thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to my resources page to purchase Steve's book and go to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor an experiential workshop. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their finances, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Then click on the link to register for learning to think and live without fear or to schedule one in your area. Go to calendar of events uh, and send, send me an email with your questions, a difficulty in your own life, an inspirational story, or a comment about the show. I want to hear from you. If you live in Dallas, I invite you to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process. Just click on the meetup link on this page. Please join us next Thursday right here when Eric Mizell will discuss Overcoming Your Difficult Family, June 28th, when Jennifer Gell will talk about Healing Through Astrology, Geometry, and Sound. And July 6th, when Jude Curavan will discuss Consciousness is What We Are. This is Dr. Pauly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.